so loud. Fuck, where's my... <laughs> Having a rough evening. <laughs> Keep it, send it. Howdy! Welcome to episode 82 of Water Hockey, where we talk all things Texas hockey and the culture that surrounds it. As always, make sure to check out our friends over at Texas Hockey Apparel right now. Literally right now, before you finish this episode, go over to TexasHockeyApparel.com, wipe them out of all of their summer merch, because we've got plenty of summer left. Uh, but make sure to follow Water Hockey on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, because we are always going to be sharing the latest and greatest news for you uh, about everything Texas hockey and surrounds it. There's a ton of news going on in Allen. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink on the guests that we've got coming up here in just a second. There's a ton of stuff going on down in Cedar Park. The Texas Stars are completely revamping their roster. And then, of course, the big baddie daddy stars are just about 60-some-odd days away, maybe over, uh, from opening night. Uh, shout out to John Klingberg, ran into him at the gym, but we'll talk about that too in a second. Uh, we have a super special guest returning today. I mean, he is basically the Mount Rushmore of Wada hockey as it stands right now. If we're going on visits, uh, and, and the times that he's been on the podcast, uh, I'm just excited. You guys know that we usually do a whole roundabout, but this guy is just as much of the show as we are at this point, it seems like. So we're going to bring him in and just treat him like he's the fourth, just pinnacle of water hockey uh he is your favorite athletic square. trainer. yeah he's the square we're no longer a triangle <laughs> we are a square uh he's your favorite athletic trainer he's my favorite athletic trainer he's our favorite athletic trainer he's also the allen americans athletic trainer and he's the first ever three-time guest beating the names like les lancaster and josh lamon our very own jordan dudes dutton back for the unprecedented third time how are you I'm doing great, my man. I'm it's good, it's good to see you guys again. It's been too long. And like you said, the biggest reason I wanted to get this done so fast is I wanted to beat Les and Lammer um, to get to the third <laughs> podcast. So if you guys are listening, I finally beat you at something. So and I'm just kidding. Love you guys. Hell yes, yeah. I, I, I had to get on true. beat those guys. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we're going to throw you in with the usual roundabout. We'll get to the off season. We'll get to everything that you've been getting into uh, but first and foremost, because it is Tuesday, we always record on Tuesdays. How was the last weekend for you? Did you do anything fun this weekend? Man, it it, it was a lot of just kind of sitting around the house, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's, and you guys know Texas this time of year, it's just, it's hard to get outside. I mean, it's, it's you yep. know, with over, with over 100 degree weather and things like that, it's, you know, it's hard to get outside to do anything. And if you're going to do anything, it's either got to be early in the morning or late in the evening. So it was just a lot of, you know, obviously getting closer to the season, some paperwork stuff's got to be started getting done. So kind of working on that kind of stuff. And, you know, then just kind of doing some stuff around the house, messing around with the dog. And, you know, yeah, just it, really a whole lot of nothing, man. Just kind of relaxing, enjoying the relaxing time we got before um, before everything kind of hits into high gear and just, you know, kind of relaxing as best I can. I feel like you, uh, you, you, you've got the relaxing down to a science. So I trust you. Uh, we're excited to get back to the rink too, uh, but we're going to kick it over to Patrick because obviously he's usually first, but we, you know, guests at the dinner table tonight. Uh, but Patrick, how was your weekend? <laughs> it was a birthday weekend for, for the, uh, the Smiths, wasn't it? 
It was Steve's birthday yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Steve. all around. It was a weekend full of birthday activities. Um, I'm drawing a blank on what we did on Friday. Maybe nothing. Is it because those, no, those activities were in the form of a liquid? Was what it a little, it? Booze, little boozing? It's a good thing. We I don't saw some dinner, man. <laughs> I know there's some drinks, but uh, I didn't. Oh, I, man. Now, now I'm your... having to. I don't have any snap stories. Yeah. Well, we know that you went out and celebrated her birthday in, in style. Uh, but yes. you guys, you had you had food, you had a drink. You had a great weekend from what it looked yep. like. And then, uh, let's see. Yeah, we went to 60 Vines in Plano, which is oh. uh, a nice nice little restaurant. Yeah, 60 Would Vines. Recommend. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then closed the bars down at Legacy Hall. Okay, um, that's, that's we're smart. actually informed to leave by it's, security it's at like 1.57. So that's kind of rude. <clears throat> it, was, uh, it was all in all a good weekend. Uh, it was actually a Plano police officer. Oh, wow. Shit. Oh, no, they got. That was okay. Thank you so much, sir. I will. Yeah, I will yeah, leave. I'll, you know what? You actually do have. <laughs> and a I have, You don't have a, a taser. I've actually not drank anything at all today, and uh, I will see you later. <laughs> yep. He he was actually he was super chill. Um, I guess they hadn't really taken any group pictures. So at one fifty six, when he was like, "Y'all need to go." They took that as, oh, we need to take a picture real quick. And he patiently waited, did not uh, harass us too much. At least not within, uh, without reason. And all in all, made it home safe. It was a lot of fun. That's all you can ask for. Well, sounds like a, sounds like a stellar weekend. Also, 60 Vines, uh, way, way better than 59 Vines. Uh, anyway, Jason... <laughs> You're firmly implanted back in the United States of America uh, after a lovely trip to Canada that we heard about in last week's episode, which if you haven't, go back 81 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. How was your weekend, buddy? Uh, dude, the weekend was good. Uh, I'm currently going through all of our Canadian snacks, actually, that I brought back through. Yeah, all those, uh, are, oh, those are so eating, legal. Uh, <laughs> eating some ketchup chips right now, man. Uh, but this is actually the worst brand ketchup chips. So like I bought mm. like multiple bags of each brand because I was going to do some independent taste testing and That's write like, does. I don't know, maybe an article about it. You might read about it on jasonandgary.com, shameless plug that has not been updated in 18 months probably. So <laughs> <That's> fair, <laughs> whatever. Fair. But yeah, uh, it was good. Uh, Saturday took the kiddo to the park for a bit. Went down to a uh, old Holford Rec Center down uh, in Garland and hung out by the park. It was a good time. Sounds like a nice relaxing weekend after a, a Canadian adventure. Yeah, after 60 plus hours in the car, I did not want to do anything else. I just wanted well, to... Where'd you go in Canada? Uh, like in the Ottawa Valley. Like Ooh. outside the Ottawa Valley. Yeah, yeah, I got some family up there and... It was great. Uh, camped on the lake up there. I sure did. Oh, Absolutely. Dude. Tammy's Taters and Renfrew. Oh, Shout man. out to uh, Tammy's Taters and Renfrew. Uh, which, by the way, okay. Uh, I think I told you about this. The Renfrew Tape Company is in Renfrew County. Oh, yeah. Ontario. Yeah. So I drove by it. 
I was like, all right, I got to go. Like, I got to go check it out. I meant to do it the last time I was there, like two years ago and didn't get to do it. Or like, shit, it was probably four years ago. Actually, I think anyways. So I drove by it this time. Completely disappointed. There was nothing there. It was just like an office building and no like this is the Renfrew Tape Company. This is mm-hmm. this. This is because apparently I don't know. There was a sign and I didn't read it on the way out of town, but it was like the birthplace of the NHL. Apparently. Wow. So I, I mean, I, I don't brush up very much on my uh, Renfrew County history. The <laughs> 20 minutes I passed through it on the way to grandma's house, but like, whatever. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I do have to do some research to, on the uh, birthplace of the NHL because that's what they have on their sign. That's fair. Just saying. Well, Just saying. I do. I know that you know about the birthplace of the greatest bags in all of hockey. Are you and talking about Conway and Banks? I'm talking about Conway and Banks, and I think it's been a while since you've talked about Conway and Banks. And giving it the proper uh, res- respect. We got to put some respect on its name again. Yeah, I was going to say, put some spec on that bag's name because that bag deserves all the spec that it gets. All right. It's got the <laughs> specs. waterproof. It's got the waterproof materials. It's got the giant vents on the side. It's got the removable organizers. And guess what else it has, guys? It has that moisture wicking foot pad, baby. Absolutely, it does. And you know, the locker rooms are gross, so you absolutely need yeah. it for your wonderful, perfectly manicured toes, right? You don't want to get the athlete's feet on them and you're scratching it. You're going to need some tough actin, tenactin, old John Madden, baby. <laughs> so, in peace, we miss you. R.I.P., man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, guys, go to the link in our bio, uh, go to conwaybanks.com. Use the code WhatAHockey10 and get your gear to the rink in style. Oh, man, that felt good. <laughs> felt right. Dudes came back and said everything right. You know, it's like in those, it's Brooke and I are watching Grey's Anatomy and we're about 10, season in, 10 seasons in, you know, 24 episodes each season. It's just insane how much TV we're watching right now. You only have 15 seasons left. Yeah, I'm going to be 62 by the time it finishes, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, there's always those like four episode lulls where like somebody dies and everything has to like write itself out the way. And, and that, that was Jason going to Canada. It feels like the ship was righted when dudes walked in the door. He's like the new surgical, uh, intern that came in. Uh, but man, <laughs> I, please. yeah, 10 blade. God, see, that's it. I wouldn't have known that before watching Grey's Anatomy, but I know what a 10 blade is. Uh, huge concert what last are, night. What are the, the tape scissors? Sorry. Bokies? Like what are the, I don't know what they're called, I but I, think I just wish they had someone in the medical scissors, in the medical right? field on the podcast with us right now that could tell us what those medical scissors are. They are called. It's it's a really really long name. Uh, they're called scissors. All right. <laughs> 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 uh, um, they're, you know, they're, they're, like cut. They got blades. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. There, there's like different. I don't know the actual technical term, but like there, there is like actual scissors that have like an end on it to where you can like cut tape off and there's also like a thing called sharks do the same thing that it slices a lot faster with like a razor blade but it's protected and everything so there's a lot of different forms of it but but yeah it's just i just call them scissors or tape scissors, scissors. whatever the basic i can find yeah yeah that medical term tape scissors uh but man uh huge shout out last night uh this show is predicated on bands like newfound glory blink 182 uh pretty much every pop punk band from the late 1990s to the early 2000s 
all up until Pop Gun or Squirt Gun Kelly came in and said that he brought Pump Punk back because he couldn't rap anymore because his dad Eminem said that you can't anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna dead. I'm gonna murder your rap career, so you have to go do something else. But anyway, uh, I saw Newfound Glory on the Sticks and Stones 20th anniversary last night. Literally, an album I've been listening to since it came out 20 years ago today because that didn't make my knees hurt at all. Uh, but also four years strong out of Boston, Massachusetts. That was unreal. They're big hockey fans. The drummer for four years strong actually has a kit that looks like a hockey rink with the NHL logo in the middle of it on both sides on his uh, bass and snare. It's absolutely insane. They put it on an amazing show, uh, but really just pumped on that. That was like on a, that was a Monday. Uh, my weekend was was awesome outside of that. But man, that was that was it's hard to come down from that. But uh, it's also hard to come back from amazing discounts that you can get. At Sauce Toss, if you go to SauceToss.com and use code WADASAUCE for 10% off your entire order. How about that? And then absolutely, don't forget, uh, I want to give a shout out to Helios. They they gave me a promo code, so I feel like I have to shamelessly plug it. Get the Helios Dude, cord. plug it, man. Yeah, plug it and away. It's just check out Helios Hockey. Uh, you know, Search for it on Google. I've been wearing the Helios core now for about, I'd say, eight months, and it's it's just made me realize absolutely how terrible I am at the game of hockey. Um, it tells me that my hustle's low every time, but it's extremely accurate. Uh, but yeah, with Think15, the brand new promo code, you can go over there and get you a Helios core, and you can out-hustle me. Also, it's really cool if you have LiveBarn because they just installed a feature where it literally follows you on the ice and recognizes on LiveBarn when you're on there. So if you go to your specific rink with like the Helios core, you can find yourself instead of having to scroll through that god awful website and trying to figure out when you've actually scored the only goal you ever score. That's pretty nice. That's pretty clutch, man. That to me was like, okay, cool. I can see that I'm definitely relying on my right foot stride wise versus my left foot, and that my explosiveness is that about the of a crawling child. Uh, but <laughs> but I'll be damned if I don't know exactly when I'm going to be on the ice every time I get on Live Barn. So yeah, it's a pretty clutch clutch feature. Okay, so I told you I was going to take next season off from hockey because of my shoulder. That was a lie. <laughs> I think, no, 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 no. Like, I mean, like, this upcoming season, right? Okay, okay. I think what I'm going to do is apply those fees that I would pay that to purchase the Celios, man. I, I'm there in. There you go. I'm in. 15% off your order. Bada bang, That's bada right. Bada I'm bada. doing it. Cha-ching. It. Well, before we get really into the thick of it with dudes and what's he's what he's going to do in this off season because the man is a, is a pioneer he's traveling all over uh summer as you guys have known has officially dropped the gloves and is kicking our ass right now we finally got rain after 66 days i think it was Thank and in God. which those 66 days i think at least 45 of them were 100 degree days i don't know the record is like we're the third hottest summer on record right now uh but if you contact the homies over at GAC Service Co. at 972-278-6739, they will literally come to your house, work on your air conditioning unit, and make sure that your house feels like the inside of a hockey rink without the smell. Not the Americans, because Dutes and that entire staff keeps that place spick and span from top to bottom. That is a that is a pro-level locker room. But... Those junior level hockey rooms, those uh, minor leagues, all those other like kids locker rooms. Oof, not that, but they will definitely make it as cold as possible. So GAC service code 972-278-6739. 
They've been in North Texas for over 30 years. So what's them being in your house for 30 minutes? That is a that I just came up with that. I just that's off the cuff. That. that is off. That's the wonderful, cuff. dude. But that's as awesome. we said before, we have our very first three time guest. Dudes is back on the show. So we are just going to jump into the rundown with dudes because you've had quite an off season so far. First, let's let's how did how did last season end for you? How are you feeling going into the off season? And what have you done? Give us a couple of the highlights, dudes. Well, I mean, last season, I mean, you could obviously say it was more of a disappointing season. I mean, you could also say, you know, any season you make the playoffs, you know, that it's a it's a good season. But, you know, for us, we had our ups and downs last year. And, you know, I think that overall it was, you know, we end up, you know, we didn't make the playoffs. But, you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, that didn't. So, you obviously, you're really happy to say that. But, you know, there were times, you know, it was just too, it was just a lot of up and down. And, you know, we, you know, there was about a lot of injuries, which is probably sort of my fault. But, you know, battles um and, and and battled through uh you know some adversity and stuff like that and you know and COVID was kind of still around so we were kind of still battling through it's still around but I mean it was you know it was really prevalent you know last year too and right you know it's um so we had to battle through that but you know yeah I mean it, it was definitely you know it, it was it, it was definitely an uncharacteristic year that's for sure um but uh you know it's one of those things where we I think we've all kind of lived and you know learned through it and learned from it and uh I think we're going to be a lot better for it and uh, it's going to be, it's going to turn into a really good season for us this year. Um, you know, like I said, we, there were a lot of bumps and bumps along the way, but uh, you know, sometimes the journey teaches you a lot of lessons. And I think, you know, that's what it taught a lot of us, you know, last year. So uh, we definitely enjoyed it. And, um, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. And now we're in the off season. So, uh, you know, kind of going to your point about my off season, you know, I, I kind of do what I can, you know, for a lot of athletic trainers, equipment managers, and, you know, a lot of people that work, you know, in hockey operations and the front office as well, they go through the grind just as much as we do. Um, it's you, you got to take some time to yourself. You know, you, you're, you're right. from, 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 from September into September, start of October into September, all the way through April. Sometimes if you get to the finals all the way through June, it's just a constant grind and grind and grind. And we love that grind, but there also comes a time where you have to really step, take back, recharge your batteries, take care of your mental health and, and, and all those things, because you can get burnt out if you don't. So that's usually what I try to do in the off seasons. And my kind of oasis that I go to in the off season is uh, the state of Montana. I, uh, I love the state of Montana. It's one of my favorite places to go. I'm a huge mountain person. I think I mentioned that a couple of times before, but I'm a huge mountain person. Love being in the fresh mountain air up there. It's, you know, the you know, walking trails, being off the grid, which is really nice. I, I highly recommend to anybody, you know, if you can't go without your phone, I understand. But if you really want to experience kind of, you know, just self-reflection and kind of just relax and do your own thing, go out in the middle of nowhere with no cell service and just kind of relax for a few days. It definitely helps a ton. So we just went to Montana for pretty much the entire summer and just, uh, you know, floated some rivers down there. Remember some of those, some of those I remember, some of those I don't. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and just enjoyed it. Went went out to Yellowstone looking for some bears and wolves and all that kind of good stuff. And there you know, you enjoyed, enjoyed some scenic driving. And it, and it was just it was just great. And it was just a it's it, it's it's a good time. It's a good thing to really just you know just to get myself clear mentally. There you know, there's a lot of things going on in my head. I had to get clear, and then I got that stuff clear mentally. And then you know, just kind of relaxing, enjoying, and just kind of recharging your batteries. And then when you recharge your batteries and kind of get your head clear, you're ready to get the year going and ready to be back. And you're ready to get things going, which is where I'm at right now. I'm psyched up, ready for the season to get going. And uh, yeah, and it was a really, really fun, you know, 
off season and, and really much enjoyed it. And I actually got to um, kind of off hockey related. I actually got to go to a uh, uh, the Cheyenne Frontier Days, which is one of the biggest rodeos in uh, in the world. I, I, I would I would argue. And it, 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 it was a blast. I had a lot of fun. also went to a big country music festival up there in uh, Whitefish, Montana, um, which I had a good time there. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was awesome. One thing that was funny about the rodeo, and I tell people this, they don't believe me, um, they have an event there um, that's called the Wild Horse Race. And people that – if anybody watching or, sorry, anybody listening that knows rodeo, you might know what I'm talking about. But for those that don't, the Wild Horse Race is a rodeo event. Um, held in Cheyenne that what they do is they basically bring in uh, I think it's like three teams of three teams or six teams of three and they bring in six horses that are basically they're raised on a ranch but they're not broke and they're not like fully trained so they're right. bucking around going going places and like and apparently and the job that these teams have to do is to like get get put a saddle on the horse that's never had a saddle on it before and try to ride it when it's never been ridden and it is just an absolute gong show. I mean, it it it, 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 it is. Just, <laughs> it, courses are because what was funny is like when when we started, it was me and me and my buddy were looking to lift and there were all these medical like athletic trainers and doctors coming out with stretchers, and there were like seven to, like seven or eight stretchers out here and I'm like, what in the hell is about to go on? And then sure enough, I see why, because these horses, I mean, these horses are dragging guys across the ground and guys are getting kicked mm. and stuff. I mean, it, it is, it was nuts. So getting to see that was really cool. And then, yeah. So, and then just, in, like I said, just enjoying the fresh mountain air and enjoying that now getting back and just, uh, you know, everything's, you know, it, it's such an exciting time right now to be around the Island American and it's so fun. And um, I'm already counting down the days. It's just, you know, everything that we're doing, it's just, it's awesome. And I'm really excited about it. So it's good to be back in Texas. It's good to be back, you know, um, get ready for the season. And uh, yeah, it it was fun, but happy to be back. Did you get any uh, PTSD when you saw the stretchers come out? You're like, oh man, you're like, oh man. Hey, I think there's one thing that no athletic trainer in any sport, whether it's high school, pro or college, they do not ever want to bring out the stretcher. You have to be prepared for it, but you never want to see it bring out a stretcher. You hope you never do it in your career. Um, I've had to do it once. Um, Luckily, it wasn't for a broken neck. It was for uh, something else. There was a broken leg. But um, but but it um, but yeah, it's something that it's it's a daunting sight that because it just it, it, it it creates not panic per se, but, but it creates, you know, a kind of sense of, Oh no, because you know, the crowd goes silent. The players go silent. You see a stretcher mm-hmm. being rolled out with paramedics, like what the heck's going on. And, and you know, and obviously in, in my situation, you have to be remain calm, keep the player calm, keep everybody. So it's, yeah. So it's, you never want to see the stretcher, but we're more than prepared, you know, if we need to, if we need to use it, obviously. Well, locally, it sounds like it didn't have to happen and we're happy to have you back. I do have to ask one more thing about the trip. How was the weather? Because if you're in the mountains, it sounds like you got to be away from the heat. You're in the you're up elevation wise. What are we talking like low 50s? Yes. So we were so I was up at elevation. You're up. You go from about 400 feet here in Texas above elevation to about 4000 to 5000 on an Mm -hmm. average up in Montana. And if you go up even higher in Yellowstone, you can get up to like eight to not not seven to eight thousand. The weather was it was it was gorgeous. I mean, it, it was just, it was because there's no humidity there. Um, it does get now, now don't let it fool you. It does get hot there. Um, just because mm-hmm. of elevation, that sun is really, really bright and you can sunburn easy. I found that out the hard way. Um, 
and mm-hmm. and it's and it, it can get really hot. But man, when that sun goes down, the evening you just sit on the porch and just relax with a beer. It, it, it is it is awesome. I got to experience because I went at the end of May through June, and then again through like July. And in the end, and beginning of June, they actually got stuck in a blizzard up there um, near Yellowstone. Oh. In beginning of June, like I said, and it was cool to experience a blizzard for the first time. But after about the first. I don't know, two hours, it gets pretty boring because the power went That's out. Funny. There's no food, there's no food around. So it was, it was nuts, but, um, there was definitely something to chalk up on the, uh, on the experience for that's for sure. But, but to answer your question, man, yeah, the weather up there, it's, you know, like I said, in the summer, it still gets hot, but it's just, it's gorgeous. You can't beat it. Well, like I said, we're happy to have you back. And we share the sentiment of being ready for October and being ready for, for hockey and specifically Allen Americans hockey. Uh, you talked a little bit about last season, and obviously any season you make it to playoffs is a success, but here in Allen, you know, with the Kelly Cup championship caliber teams that this this organization has skated out over the decades that they've been here now, uh, you know, anytime you don't make the Kelly Cup finals, it's kind of like, well, no. What do we got to do to get better? And now the Americans are in a really awesome position Brand new first time head coach with Chad Costello and GM behind the bench. What was that kind of like for you hearing about that announcement? And did you kind of have a feeling going into that that it might happen as far as him getting the getting the job? And and what is that mindset gonna be like for you having him to your right or left instead of in front of you on the bench next season as your uh as your 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 core, your confidant, if you will, going into next season? So it was definitely an interesting process, you know, um, with the hiring of, of Costi there. Um, it was, uh, you know, Chad's one of those guys that it's he he he's so he's so well respected, um, you know, as far as like in the locker room, especially like with myself, just because he was the type of player he was was it, it's hard to describe. He he was hardworking, so dedicated, you know he. Played through a lot of it. Played through a lot of injuries, and he and he and he really, you know, just defined, you know, what it t- what it, what it meant to be a leader um, in the locker room. And obviously, with his skill and his stats and everything, he was just, you know, one of the best ECHL players of all time. Um, and you know, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And you know, without a doubt, a Hall of Famer um, in the ECHL. So there was. There, I, I've always respected him, um, and I've always, you know you know, really admired um, his ability and, and what he did on the ice and off the ice and how much the game meant to him, you know, personally. You know, there were, you know, there were times last year where, you know, I, I would say this this may not be, you know, this might be one of those days or games you might want to take off. And he and he and he, he, he wouldn't go for it anytime. He, he was a guy that if he could play, he would play no matter what the situation was. And having that type of leadership and having that type of mentality, you know, going forward is going to be huge for especially for, you know, the young guys that are going to be coming in and, you know, setting examples, things like that. So um, I, I, I thought it could happen, you know, obviously, you know, being around the organization, I was hearing whispers of, you know, what could be, what could happen and, you know, and that this could be a possibility. And then obviously the press conference day came and, you know, you know, you were there for that. And, and we got to, uh, you know, get that firsthand. And, you know, from the first meeting with him, you know, Costi, you know, it was it, he gets it. You know what I mean? Like, like, like he, 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 he get, he gets what he wants to do. He gets what this organization means. He gets the, he gets the expectations of being the head coach for the Un-Americans and, and, and he gets, you know, what he wants to do and what we're trying to do. Um, so he, you know, 
even from the even from the first meeting and from the first time he, he he's been in the office nonstop. He's in the office mm-hmm. every day, making calls, trying to make this team better, trying to get a good product for the acts for the fans, trying to get you know get get back to the way things were. He he he's a guy that works so hard, and I cannot understate how hard this man works to you know to get to master his craft to learn to talk to other people to you know learn the ropes and and try and do everything he can to put the best possible team he can on the ice so um it's one of those things where it's it, for me it, it's not going to be much of a change because i respected him so much as a player it's going to be the mm-hmm. same as a head coach and it, yeah, it's just it, it's it's to, to see him grow and, and to take on this role to take the bull by the horns and not be afraid of it and to really go in there and, you know, want to prove that this is this is a good that this is going to be a good year and that we're going to have a great team on the ice. It, it's going it, to it's been awesome to be to watch and be a part of. It's almost like watching, you know, you know watching a guy that you mean grow into something that you always want him to be. And I know there's something he's always wanted to do and it's going to be awesome to, you know, be by his side to through this whole process and I'm excited about it for sure. Yeah, I mean he's only 35. 35 is such a young age. Some are saying that 35 is the new 25. They say that at 35 you look better than you did at 25. And I don't know from experience, but I may also be 35. But that being said, I, I have nothing more to say on that. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped for for Kasi to come in. He's I had one interaction with him uh hanging out with Tommy and he came in and just talking about next season, the look in his eyes was like, I want to start tomorrow. He's like, like, he's, like, like a kid, he's like a kid in a candy store. I mean, it's literally, yeah. it's a good way. What you put it on the head, he's literally just a kid in a candy store. He's he's counting it on the days, waiting to get it going. He, he wants to get on the ice with his guys and with this player that he's got. He wants to get things going. He wants to get the season going. And yeah, he's just, he, he is literally like a kid in a candy store, just waiting, just waiting. And it's, it's, it, it's, and it, that type of attitude and that type of, um, what's the word here? I guess I'll just put that type of attitude and type of mood really resonates with everybody around. Like it gets you really excited. You know, it makes you, it makes you really get pumped to be a part and want to be a part of it. So it's, um, he's doing everything right in my opinion, from what I've seen. So it's, uh, he's, he's been doing great working his butt off and it's, it's been awesome to watch from a, for sure. Yeah. Well, I know Patrick's got a question lined up for you, but I think the word you're looking for is vibes. There you go. There you go. He's he's vibing Certain, so hard for that hockey he's team. Surfing, right? Yeah, surfing you. Certain panache about him. Yeah, put out je ne sais quoi, if you will. <laughs> so I wanted to loop back, ties into your travels over the off season, but we'll bring it to the hockey forefront. One of the things we have discussed on our run sheet, and I am leading into this question horribly, so I do apologize. How you doing? Fine. Outside of the friendly confines of the Allen Americans, the Credit Union of North Texas Arena. <laughs> Formerly known as the Allen Event Center, which rolls off the tongue much better in my so much easier. unprofessional opinion. Are there any rinks that you have been to so far that really stand out as far as amenities? I know sometimes opposing locker rooms are I don't smaller. know the right word. A little less, not as well equipped <laughs> as They're the not home. home team a locker rooms. A little less sixty vines, a little more Applebee's. They've got the thirty-two inch rather than the sixty inch TV. In there. <laughs> right, right. Any of those stand out? Or yeah. Any that you just really look forward to uh, each season? There's hmm. 
that's tough. I, I kind of have a top five, if, if I'm being honest, um, because because, because there, there's a few things that I put into account when I go different rinks. And I think a lot of people do. And you go into their setup. How's their how's their setup? How's their mm-hmm. um, how's the rink itself? You know, and how is, you know, you know, the atmosphere? You know, and at least as 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 a hockey as even though I'm, as a hockey fan myself, you know the big atmosphere. The atmosphere is a big thing for me, and I'm also old school. Like I like traditional hockey settings as well. Um, my honorable mention, I would probably have to go with um, Utah. Um, I really enjoy going to Salt Lake City in Utah. It, it's it's a very it's, it's a good town. It's a good setup. The arena there was actually the arena that was built for the 2002 Salt Lake City um, Olympics that hosted the hockey tournament there. Um, so that arena was purposely built for that. And when you go inside, you can tell that it was built to mo- to host a multitude of teams. And apparently, somewhere in there, and I'm trying to find it. And it, I, what I was told is literally inside of a janitor's closet. But when when Team Canada won the won the gold that year they apparently signed a wall there um the entire team oh. and, and and if you remember that oh two team canada um canada hockey team they were you list you list a name and it was a hall of famer mm-hmm. so so it was so you know that's pretty cool there to see and just the rink itself was a really cool experience and then um the other honorable mentions would have to be probably tulsa um, I like Tulsa's rink a lot because it, it, it's it, it's a big arena. It's a big fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand seat arena. Might be more than that. Is that, is that, that. BOK? Yeah, it's BOK Center. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and, and the locker room setup is really big. They have a huge athletic training room in there for me, which I really like. Um, and then I personally like um, an honorable mention again is um, um, Adirondack. I mean, Glen Falls, New York, with Adirondack Thunder. That arena just screams old time hockey. It, it, the town itself is, it's an older town. It's like you went back into the eighties when you go there, the arena itself is old and it's just, and I think it's, I think it's a really cool arena. So there's all I mentioned. So now we go into the top five um, of my favorite arenas. Number one being Allen. So we'll go ahead and just put that off. The, we'll go and take that Obviously. off the list. Um, you know, so now we'll go four up and there might be arguments and, you know, we'll see what the people think. Um, I like I, I like Boise, Idaho. Um, that's what that is a very fun town to visit. It's a very fun place to go. Um, the crowds there are very very good as well. Um, it, it's one of those arenas that it looks small, but it's big. Like it seats a lot of people, and it's it, it's a really electric, fun crowd. And it, it's I think it's a good experience there. They have a good setup there as well, especially the equipment guys. The equipment guys are really good setup there. Um, so it's uh, I like that place a lot. Um, Kansas City is up there as well. I know you know there is a rivalry with the with the um, with the fans and stuff like that. But I enjoy going to Kansas City. <laughs> I think it's um, they have a really good setup for the visiting teams there. The training room is big, and um, and the fans there. There's also they have a lot of crazy fans there too. So it's a uh, and every time we go there, we all with the, we always seem to draw a crowd there, and we always you know and it's always a very intense fun game when we play them there. So um, I enjoy that. Now we're kind of going into you know, the three that are kind of behind Allen, I guess. Um, and it might surprise a lot of people. It might surprise you guys, too. Toledo Toledo is the next one. Um, Toledo is – the arena itself is very, very nice. Um, and, and their fans there are nuts. They're, they're – they're, it's, it, it's a really cool town. It's a really fun hockey town. Not a whole lot to do in Toledo. So, it's – you know, they have a lot of crazy fans there. It's a great atmosphere um, to play in uh, for the guys and everything. And it's uh, – that's really, really fun. Um, the next one in line 
you know, kind of my top two behind Allen. Um, Cincinnati. I, I love Cincinnati. I love going there. Um, the arena itself is situated right in the middle of downtown Cincinnati. Um, it's literally right next to the ballpark where the Reds play. I mean, you're literally oh, within 10 cool. of where the arena is at. And the arena itself is so cool to me. And a lot of people look at me weird when I say that, but it's so cool to me because it reminds you of an old 90s NHL hockey arena. Um, it is an older arena. I think it was built in maybe in the late 70s, 80s. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Um, but like when you go inside, if you've ever seen like pictures of Joe Lewis Arena, that's exactly how it looks. And it, it, it's mm-hmm. old. It has an old, old hockey feel to it. Um, and they and they draw really well there. They have, you know, they have this thing there called Thirsty Thursdays. Look it up on Google or YouTube if you ever get the chance. It's a crazy, <laughs> it, it, it's a crazy deal that they have going there in Cincinnati. So, and I and I love this place called Skyline Chili up in Cincinnati. Anybody ever been there? Oh, you know wait a yeah. minute. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. This I'm glad you said that. Before we we continue with this, Jason made a bit of a face when you said Skyline Chili because on his travels back <laughs> down. He tried it, and he tried it incorrectly, <laughs> apparently. He's, What'd you do? I'll let you take over, Jason. Well, okay, if Skyline Chili is supposed to be your thing, then why am I supposed to add other shit to it? Like, I would just want the chili <laughs> for the chili. Aside from cheese, obviously, but cheese and the crackers with the chili. But why the fuck do I need spaghetti? <laughs> why do I need okay, spaghetti? Hey, hey, okay, I love spaghetti on that. Well, I'm, no, I'm no, no, I, I get it, but I'm not going to put, you know... Because uh, what, what they do is they take a – it's like instead of instead of having spaghetti and meatballs, you yes. have spaghetti, chili, cheese, beans. And, cra- and beans and crackers. It, yeah. it, 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 if you're on a diet, do not do not go there. Um, that, 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 that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, because cause I've tried that before. It's not my – I'll give you credit. It's not my favorite. I just go for a couple of chili dogs because they stack well, that, the- That's what I did. Yeah. That's what I, I did. My my kid wanted the spaghetti because he's like three and doesn't quite understand it's how something, it works. It's something so it was like the best of both worlds, you know, chili and spaghetti. Whatever. Yeah, but it was. I, I like going. Like, like I said, is it gourmet? No, but 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 but, it's, but 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 when you're but when it's one thirty and the guys start coming back at three thirty and you're kind of in a time pinch, it's a quick little meal. It's cheap and, For sure. and yeah, it was definitely yeah. cheap. Yeah, it's definitely cheap, and it, and it's obviously it's a, it's 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 a Cincinnati thing you got to do when you're in Cincinnati and Ohio. That's like their big thing. It's like I think it's like Star Line Chili or something, or Star Something Chili, and like mm-hmm. Skyline Chili are the two like big ones there. So, um, but yeah, like I, I enjoy going there. Um, it, it's definitely it's fun. But then my one that's behind Allen, it, this might surprise a lot of people, um, and this is specifically for the hockey experience. There is Fort Wayne, um, Fort Wayne is if you ever get the chance to go there, if, if you want to go back in time to mm-hmm. the slap shot era of hockey, that's the arena you go to. I mean, it, it's the, the arena. Oh, itself. yeah. The, I'm looking the, at the, the inside of it right now. It is old. It's been around. I mean, I mean, just the name of it. I mean, the Allen County War Memorial Coliseum. What more <laughs> slap shot era hockey name is yep. there than that? <laughs> Um, no sponsorship, no nothing. Like this thing has been the same name for the last thirty to forty years, and and they love it there. They're like they are huge traditionalists there in Fort Wayne. They don't change anything, and the way it's set up there is because it's been renovated a couple of times. The stands just shoot straight up in the air, and the fans are right on top of you. The place sits like ten to thirteen thousand, I think, or something like. I, I'm not sure what it does, but yeah. because it's such an old building that was made basically just a straight freaking met, like it's it gets so 
loud in there. <laughs> As a visiting team, it's an electric place to play. And something else that's old school about that place, a lot of people don't know, because if you're watching on TV, you don't know, is the benches are actually, instead of being side by side, they're across from each other. So yeah, one look at that right now. Was- and one's on the other end, which is which for line changes is a nightmare. But <laughs> because because you, because you because you have no idea, um, you know what they're going because you can't just look over the right and see. Um, but that's another unique characteristic of Fort Wayne that makes it cool. But like I personally like, and because that's the thing is this year, if there was a trip the water hockey crew should go on, is that Cincinnati Fort Wayne trip that we have. We're playing in Cincinnati Wednesday, Friday, I think, and then we're playing in Fort Wayne Saturday, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a pretty. A pretty good, pretty good week, I, I think. You know, for you know hockey. So, so yeah, that's kind of my list. You know, like I said, Fort Wayne, kind of, you know, just because of the atmosphere and the and the experience you get, it, it really feels like old school hockey. And they and it's um and and it, it's definitely fun for sure. It, it's old town, old hockey. It's that team's been around since God knows how long. I think only the Hershey Bears are the only other team that's been around longer than them in the minor league hockey. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a lot of history there, and it's fun to go there. And it's you know I it, it's a fun place to to visit. Especially when you win, <laughs> it really reminds me of like the Dallas Freeze old arena, like over at Fair yeah. Park. Fair Park, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree exactly with that. Exactly what it reminds me, like the way that that concourse is kind of set up. Mm-hmm. Um, even like the old school, uh, like Reunion Arena, like scoreboard there. Which yeah, it's exactly. very narrow. It's very yeah. tiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, you know, it's got the yellow and red lights, and that's about it. Other than the, the screen that was clearly an addition on top of it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah we'll so, put so that it, in way but, after. Yeah, yeah by yeah, about yeah, fifty it, years. <laughs> easily, yeah. easily so, fifty years after. You know, and I enjoy everywhere that we go. Obviously. You know, we get treated really well on the road. You know, the league does, does a good job making sure that, you know, all teams treat all the teams fairly. You know, gone are the days really of, you know, you know, taking stuff away from other teams or, you know, trying to get a better mm-hmm. advantage. Like, no, like we're, we're all, all, all the staffs pretty much. We all respect each other and we all make sure that we take care of each other and all that kind of stuff. So. So, yeah, it's uh, but but yeah, I guess that'd probably be kind of, you know, kind of my list of where I enjoy going. And do you a lot think of those we're going to so. the Americans would take us on like a road trip? Well, yeah, a couple extra seats. <laughs> Tommy and Johnny and really Kevin, if you're listening, I mean, bring them it's on. Just a bus, right? We keep we yeah. keep we keep Possibly very quiet. You. We keep very we keep very quiet. Uh, we'll all bring our own I got separate. A yeah, I got, I got we got Conway and you know, Banks. I'll bring my Conway and Banks back. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have all of my stuff in it. That was a great I'll have my skates. Well, great I'll have my skates in it. Whatever. Like, yeah, if you I'll bring those. No, I'll bring no strips so we don't snore on the bus. Like, we'll, 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 you won't even hear a peep. <laughs> I'll bring my CPAP. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, Jason's not allowed to have cheese for like a week before. Like, it'll be perfect. <laughs> so, so on that note, I, I guess you know because I know that you guys have been to you know seen a couple of places, but. Out of you know, outside of our rank, what, what are some places that you've seen or that you've looked at? Let's say, like, like, like in, in the league that have kind of that have piqued your interest, or you wouldn't mind going to, I guess. Oh man, for me, mm. I think after hearing you talk about Allen County and just seeing how <laughs> old school it is, I think that's mm-hmm. one. Um, uh, I know Salt Kansas Lake City, Salt like, Lake City that would be great. And I know, and I hate to sound like we're just naming off the ones that you said, but. I've always been interested in Kansas City because Kansas City used to have what was it the Scouts years mm-hmm. and years ago, and they haven't had professional hockey like on a high high level. Not saying that ECL ACHL isn't, but they haven't had like that NHL franchise type team 
and God, forever how long. So the Mavericks have been it. And that's yep. and Kansas City is obsessed with their sports. Franchises. Oh my God! I, yeah, they are. <laughs> and so, knowing that they have the Mavericks there, and just a you know quick name drop. Obviously, remember Jesse Mitchin played for the Americans. Mm-hmm. He went over yeah. to oh, the Mitchie. Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, Mitchie went over to the Mavericks, and I kept up with them. They've got some pretty stellar uniforms. That and I mean, we may be a little biased because we are orange and and white and black and whatnot. Uh, but their orange, silver, kind of, and white style, you know, put together is a, it's a good look. Uh, but yeah, I mean, looks like they got a nice arena. I know those fans are insane, so that's those two are definitely on the top of my list. Well, the thing about that arena that's really interesting is so we in Kansas City came in came into, into the league in the same year, so that building is actually now on the outside of it is different. But the structure of it is the exact same as the Credit Union Texas Event Center. It, 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 it's really? the exact same. It's literally the exact same layout. Suites, locker rooms. I think the locker rooms are flipped, I think, like from a different side. But like suites, locker rooms, the, the seating, everything is done the exact same. It's the exact same as our arena. So that's what makes it really even more interesting. That is weird. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the inside of it right now. And it looks like, aside from the obvious Americans, you know, pageantry, it it looks like the uh, the Credit Union of Texas Center. Oh yeah, and updated LEDs, fantastic lighting. Oh my God, that does look just. That's exactly like it. Man, that is bananas. That's cool. All right, Patrick. It's only only an eight hour drive. That's not too bad. It's Jason bad. had a sixty hour drive, so we're good. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I mean, it was sixty hours over like ten days, but still Total, so. Yeah, it's not bad. I did have one one point that I wanted to provide for reference based on Dude's comment about the 2002 Canadian hockey team. You said it was uh, just Hall of Famers all the way down. Let me give you some names just for reference. <laughs> it would have been a travesty if they didn't win. Yeah. Joe Sackick, Mario Lemieux, Steve Eiserman, Jerome McGinley, um, Scott Niedermeyer, Joe Newendike. Martin Brodeur, Curtis Joseph, uh, Adam Foote, Chris Pronger, and several others that I did not list. So. Yeah, ever, ever heard of them? Yeah. <laughs> um, here? Also, Brandon Shanahan. Yeah. Everybody had yeah. that Easton stick growing up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Is it, it, that's yeah. what made that. That's what made that gold medal game. And I was just a kid when it happened. But that, that's what made that gold medal game so special was because. You know they were stacked, but Team USA wasn't those. Like, they had they had Jamie Roenick, Mike Madonna was on that team, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Brett Hole was on that team. Like that 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 that, US, that Team USA team was stacked too. It was just a matter of who got the last goal. I think when it came down to that, yeah. Team Canada was able to get it. I think there was a documentary talking about how, and I it may be on a docu series, but there was a there was something done on those two teams kind of battling against each other, and I think a lot of it. Not a lot of it, but some of it was stemmed because Brett Hull was actually born in Canada and then said, I have lived in the U.S. I'm a U.S. citizen. I'm playing for Team USA. And so basically said, F you, Canada. I'm playing for the, the your your <laughs> biggest rival. Yeah. Um, I can't. I'll have to find it. I'll send it to you guys once I find it. But I, I vaguely remember seeing a documentary, something about the team USA versus team Canada and how everyone used to just laugh at team USA. And then one day everyone was like, Oh damn, these guys can skate. These guys are starting to watch our game. And now Canada hasn't won a Stanley cup in God knows how long. Uh, anyway, um, embarrassing. We, really? 
we've got a little bit of a surprise for the guys. I kind of I shared a little bit with this uh, with Dudes beforehand. Um, but before that, we do have one more question for Dudes before we, we kind of turn things upside down. So th- there's a new slew of players coming to Allen to be with the All-Americans. Um, aside from Texas, I should even say Dallas, North Texas' own Hank Crone, most of these guys have never experienced life in Texas, right? So you, sir, are Texas born and bred all the way to Lubbock, all the way back and everywhere in between. Let's let's give the dudes now now let's take you off the ice and put you, you know, on the pavement with the guys you're out on the town. What's your advice for all the incoming guys that have not been or lived in Texas for any amount of time? Depending on where they're from, most of the guys that come down here, the first thing they say is, oh, my God, the weather. Um, Just because these guys are so used to sub-zero temperatures, having to, you know, having to go out in the morning and de-ice their cars and and dig their cars out of snow, go to school in the snow and just have all like So the biggest thing that guys get when they come here is the weather. Because, I mean, obviously you guys know here we get a snow maybe once in a blue moon. Cold mm-hmm. weather, yes, but you don't get, you, you don't see any snow, you know, maybe some sleet here and there. But the weather, I always say enjoy the weather. Um, you know, obviously our winters don't really start here until like late November. We get a really long fall and really enjoy the weather and in the spring. So the biggest thing, enjoy the weather. Enjoy the pools. Enjoy the, you know, enjoy walking out into the outdoors. A lot of trail riding around here and things like that. So do that as well. Um I always recommend even guys that, you know, aren't fans of it to to go to a football game here. If they can afford to go to a Dallas Cowboys game here, I, I highly recommend going. Or even just a high school football game. Like, just to experience how big football is in Texas. People don't really understand it until they get here, like how big mm-hmm. it is. Like, one of the first things that guys do when they get here is they drive by the Allen Eagle Stadium because it's right up the road from the arena. And they're yep. like – and like there, some of them, like that's bigger than some of the seat of the Canadian football league stadiums. Like it, <laughs> it's massive. Like this is for a high school team. So I always recommend doing that. Um, and I always recommend personally, if you want to get the true Western feel, I always tell guys to go to Fort Worth, um, to go to the stockyards and, and go to that area over there. Um, just because it, it, it's a big, it, it because you have two, to me, you have two different worlds in DFW. You have the city nightlife, you know, the really fun going out club life, which is like in downtown Dallas and places around there. And then if you want to get more of like a country western feel, you go to Fort Worth and the stockyards and that area mm-hmm. over there. Um, I always tell guys to go to Billy Bob's or go to, um, you know, somewhere like that in Fort Worth just to get the quote unquote Texas experience and just to experience like how things, you know, there's rodeos down there. Like I, I say, indulge in it, have fun in it. And, and, and really just in th- th- there's, there's a lot to do here. I mean, let's be honest. Like there, there, there is, that's one of the biggest perks of this city and in Allen is there, there's just, you never run out of things to do. There's amazing golf courses. There's amazing things to do, amazing things to do with wife and kids, you know, when, when you have days off and good, good shopping, obviously a lot, you know, you got, you know, all the major league sports teams are here when you want, when, when, and things. So it, it, there's, there's a lot going on in DFW and, and, and it's really, really fun. But the biggest thing, and this is where your guys' input's going to come in as well, is the food. <laughs> Um, because I always tell guys, you know, and I mean, this is all due respect to my fellow Texans. We're not one of the fattest states in America for no reason. 
and and it's because because we have amazing food and feel free to chime in whenever you want it's you know a few things i want them to try when they get here um try some texas sweet tea it may it's not good for you you might not like it no. might may not like it but you know, get you get you Texas sweet tea. I I prefer Chicken Express or Chick Fil A. No so plug at all. Just about to say Chickeny, yeah. man. Chicken Express yeah. is the way to go. Yeah, um, as far as sweet sweet tea goes, so that's what I recommend. Um, you know, and obviously you gotta go to Waterburger. You can't not. You Duh. can't come to Texas and, and not go to Waterburger. Um, Number two, which is yeah. Please. It, yeah. Yes. Yes. Every time. Number two, upside. <laughs> water size it with a Dr. Pepper sweet tea. I'm good to go. I think Dr. Pepper. You got to try yeah. Dr. Yes. Pepper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Eat Dr. Pepper. And then Blue another big. Say again. Bluebell ice cream. Oh God, yeah. Or bluebell, bluebell ice cream. You know, because it's because they don't have that up there. I mean, they, they don't have bluebell no. up in Canada. So and and because here, so you want to hear a funny story? Um, before I go to my next one. Last year, I was in a pinch um, because because we're responsible for, you know, making sure the guys have snacks and stuff for, you know, because obviously they're going through a lot of calories, bringing a lot of sweat. You want to make sure that they have like snacks, nutritional stuff that the guys will be good during the game. And usually I get peanut butter. You know, I get a loaf of bread, um, a, a, jar, a jar of um, jar of jelly and a jar of peanut butter and some plastic knives and say, all right, there you go. You know, if you know if you guys want it, there it is for you. Um, when I was in Rapid City, they on the um on the on the Instacart thing that I was doing, I didn't. They didn't have that for some odd reason. They didn't have any of that, so I got on Crustables, and Ooh, I'll be clutch. And and I'll be damn if it wasn't the most popular snack in our room. And like like guys loved them. I, we were going through two boxes a game. Guys loved them. <laughs> and and apparently I didn't because I didn't know this. Like, and apparently they don't have it. They don't have Uncrustables up in Canada. Like no, I, they I, don't. Yeah, oh, wow. I discovered and, this when we were coming home and, and I brought it to the game and guys like, what's this? And I'm like, it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but it's wrapped up pre-made ready to go. You just grab it and go. They're like, you guys actually have sandwiches that are pre-made. You just wrap and unwrap and go. I'm like, yeah, Hell yeah I, we're it, American baby. Like, we're the laziest like, like, country in the world. Like it legit. Blew their, it legit blew their minds. And it was a hit, an absolute hit in the locker room. Coaches eating them. I was obviously eating them, you know, and, and you know, our players, like, it, it was, it was a hit, man. And, and yeah, and that, that, that's a funny story because, because I didn't know they didn't have a crustables up there. And, and it was like a worldwide phenomenon. And the guys are obsessed with it. And, and, and guys even tell me, yeah, we're starting to go to the store and get them on our own. It's like our lunch every day. And we get a couple of those and just hammer those and we're good to go. I mean, it's, it was crazy. Um, but I guess the last thing, I highly recommend guys doing, um, unless they're on a diet or looking after their body, whatever, I get it, um, is the barbecue. And oh, obviously, and, and you and you have to, um, I have a lot of places that I recommend, you know, close to the rink, Hutchins Barbecue and McKinney is probably the best. Oh, you can um, eat at lunch, man, for like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Jeez. the one thing I do tell them is it's, it's, it's going to be pricey. Yeah, but it's going to be worth it. Um, and, you know, my two favorite places are Hutchins and then Black's Barbecue and Deep Elm downtown Dallas. That's another one that yep. I really love there. Yep. Um, and, and I always get the beef rib there, and it's it, it's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, it's it, – I always say try the food, enjoy it, enjoy a good Texas steak, you know. And, and that's what I tell them. Like when I say – when 
you know, people joke everything is bigger than Texas. It's not a lie. Like, 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 like the state of Texas fully embraces that stereotype and they, and they are proud of it. Um, so I always say, and, and buy a pair of boots. You got to buy a pair of boots right here. Um, you, you, you have, you have to leave Texas with a good pair of boots and a cowboy hat if you want to go that far. So I just yeah. imagine, are you I, telling I them less. to drop it on Lucchese? Like drop a grand on some Lucchese's man. <laughs> Yeah, if you got it, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing I'm picturing Les over in Finland right now in a cowboy hat and Luke Casey's. I know for a fact he does have a cowboy hat because he got player of the game once. I know for a fact he has one. I don't know if he still has it, but I know for a fact he has one. So he wore the crap out of that thing. Don't don't ever let him tell you about it. He loved that. <laughs> I'll thing. I'll have to see if he it made the trip. Yeah. Sitting well, in his trophy trophy closet. Trophy Probably. <laughs> yep. But but all right, so now the question's on y'all. Like, if if you're, let's say we get our guys and you guys interview them, what are you recommending they do outside of, of, of what I mentioned? I mean, we didn't mention Tex-Mex, and I am a sucker Damn, for Tex-Mex. I know it's there. not Mexican food. I'm disappointed. Also. Like, it's not don't, supposed don't. to be. It's Tex-Mex. It's Tex-Mex, and <laughs> it's we do totally have, different. Things. I didn't say I wanted Mexican food. I said I wanted Tex-Mex. Yeah, and we have great streets. <laughs> we do have authentic Mexican food. We have great for street sure. tacos. You only they're only going to be good if you feel like you're in trouble. Like yeah. if you have to fear for your life a little bit, you're like, why does this place have bars on the windows and why does it feel like I'm in jail? So you know That's because be you're about to have the best street taco of your life. If you have to bring cash to it, you yeah. know it's going That's to it. be a good. That's meal. it, dude. Yes. Shout out that... to Fuel City Tacos, baby. Street tacos and uh, <clears throat> tamales. Got to get some homemade tamales oh, as well. Yeah. If, yeah. If it wasn't cooked by Abuelita, I don't want them. Yeah, send it back. Don't give me any of that restaurant shit. Yeah. I want to. I want to have to know somebody whose mom or aunt. I need made to be them at home. Orders on Facebook. Yeah, some guy it's named funny. Dave it's, wrapping up Mola. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that because it's. I'm always interested to see how if guys know how to eat tamales, and there's a story behind this. Oh, um, because I will not. I, I will not embarrass him and name him. I can't do that. But I did have a guy one year. We we were I don't know where we were at. He, we had some tamales or something like that. And obviously, I know how to eat them. Poor buddy grabs it by the husk and starts eating them. Oh, no. <laughs> it, 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 it is a rookie mistake. Obviously, yeah, hate to see it. Um, of course, I'm over there laughing and and, <laughs> and you feel bad because like they don't know. I mean, they never, yeah, you, yeah. If you've never experienced, yeah, you don't know. But I always find it interesting to find the ones that have never had one if they know how to eat one. And it's it's, but man, if you can get a good one, put some hot sauce on it. Oh man, uh, I just imagine on the topic eating of tamales really yogurt. quick. Um, did you know down in the valley, like uh, the RGV Rio Grande Valley down there? Mm-hmm. Um. It's you don't necessarily put hot sauce on them. They like uh they like the Heinz fifty seven, the Hunts fifty whatever the they, they like really? they put ketchup on them. Really? That and so that bad. was that was what somebody told and you know what? Don't knock it, man. Don't <laughs> knock it. Who it, hated it. it sounds it terrible. I right. It <laughs> it sounds terrible. I need I need some so homemade salsa verde, salsa roja. So does chocolate and chili with cumin and cinnamon in it like, but you know what like, and it is it's not good like to be fair though to a person who's never had ketchup chips before they can also sound terrible yes. and and once you've had them they're pretty good so like i think like i just railed that's that, fair the last of those i don't blame you the bad ones man they were and they were still good like oh absolutely 
the worst ketchup chip is still better than the best like Doritos. <laughs> it's fine. That's fair. Um, my tip for the guys would be, and maybe this this may not be good advice, but you might need it to survive. Learn how to drive like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> defensive driving is only going to get you so far, and you're going to miss a lot of exits. Did mm-hmm. just yep. tell them limit actually means minimum here. Speed minimum yeah. is yeah. 85. Like yeah. if. It's a if I'm heavy... on the tollway and I'm doing 65, I'm in a bad mood. You're the asshole. Yeah. I, I, I usually go I usually go 80 to 85 on the tollway. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you and, have to. And, Otherwise, you're going to get ran off the road. Well, and, and that's what, and that's what, that's my thing too. Is like some fucker in a Mini Cooper. Yes, and it's and it's one of those things that you. My dad always told me just don't don't, don't care about the speed limit. Just blend into traffic. They can't pull over all of you. Go the flow of traffic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so if everyone's going eighty five, there's not much to put the cop can do anyway. So it's just kind of go with it, and that's what I do. Yeah. So and my mom was a Altimas. cop. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> me, me and Steve had this conversation this weekend actually about Ultima drivers. <laughs> Ultimate wild card. Ultimate wild cards. They're like BMW drivers without money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's true. It's true, man. My mom. Okay, so one one tip for for you fellas, actually, the concept of running interference is a very real thing that cops are aware of, and it actually works. So if somebody's in front of you doing 100, you can do 95 easy, and the cop will get the first guy first every time. Every time. Yep. That's that's that was what I lived by, like on the road the whole time. Got yeah. to. I was able to hit like certain speeds as long as I didn't feel like as long as people were passing me, I was OK. Yeah, that was always I've what watched, I was told. If people all watched Days of Thunder, you were we've okay. all watched it. <laughs> pass on the outside. Four hundred balls pass me on the outside. <laughs> oh, man, he sure did, though, didn't he? He sure did. Didn't he, Rowdy Burns? He sure did have the balls to pass me on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I can see what you're talking about though, because I did the same thing when I drove up to Montana. I mean, you get to certain parts of certain states, there's just nothing. There's literally nothing for. And you look down, and you're already driving ninety. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because there's nothing. Yeah, that's really nothing. You're just, and you could be on a straight line for like three hours, and you haven't seen a copper car in like two hours. It, like I, I know exactly how you feel there. I mean, I was, yeah. I was going eighty to ninety when I was up there, going in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming and Montana and all that. So I know exactly. Which, so. In the sixty hours I was on the road, four cops. That was it. Yeah, the entire wow. time. Wow. Four. Which piece of advice too? We talked about Kansas earlier. Uh, just because you're speeding and you don't see any cops around doesn't mean they're not watching. Because oh, they've got dashes in the middle of the road. And what they'll do is they'll have helicopters in the Aerial. sky and you won't notice them. Mm. And they'll time you from dash to dash. And they can calculate on the spot how long it takes you to get from one dash to the next and calculate the speed. And then they have a cop that could be 10 miles away just waiting for you. And they've already clocked you. And they're like, hey, we caught you from the sky. You were doing 95 in a 70. Because there was like, no fucking know. exit. So you have yeah. to get there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... Does it not, I mean, speeding tickets, especially in the middle of nowhere, like, it's just a revenue generator, in my opinion. Does the cost of flying a fucking helicopter not offset any money you would make from a ticket? 
I mean, it's got to be pretty fun to fly a helicopter too. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I, I would they, 100%. They probably, it. yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. It's a government entity, man. You know we're all about wasting money. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, (laughs) Jason works for the government. You don't use it, you lose it. (laughs) Hey. Should we cut that? Not not Parks and Rec, though. No, not Parks and Rec. We we are sustainable, so. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) thanks, Parks. All right, dudes. I I told the guy, I haven't told the guys, but I let them know that you might have a couple questions for him just in case. So if you got any that you want to fire away. This is where we turn it upside down. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 throwing a kink in here. Um, Yeah, I I, I got a couple here. Um, From what from (laughs) from what you from what you guys from the experience that you experienced last year um, with the Allen Americans, what 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 were some of your favorite memories of last year, and what are some things that you were also looking forward to this season? Oh. I mean, for, for me, I think I speak for everybody as far as like seeing seeing the logo on the Dasher boards and having people reach out to us about that mm-hmm. was was by far one of the coolest moments for us as a podcast because it was just like I think yeah a little mm-hmm. bit of like you know we still have a ton of you know aspirations and goals but that was like a, a we made it kind of moment and, and having people say hey I saw your logo here and sending us pictures and. You know, you know, Patrick's wife, Steve, is was always like every time they would go to the game, she tag Wada hockey and she, you know, we'd see it. It was just that was that was a really cool moment. I don't know about the other guys, but I'm sure there's others because we were at a couple of the games. So I think mine was Fink and I had done a pregame show mm-hmm. on the concourse and we walked in the back with our you know, VIP lanyards or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the guys were back there warming up. And I just thought that was really cool to see the guys. I want to say, I think we might've run into Costello. Dapped he us up. Did. He probably yeah, did. We, and then uh, Ben Carroll. Ben Carroll too. Noticed. Yeah. He was like, Hey, what's oh, up? Boy. Boy. <laughs> Which man. Yeah. So that, that was him. really cool yeah, to, to take the back him. entrance and not have to go through the, got my backpack on, not have to go through security at the front and, buy a ticket and all that that was really cool and then there was this athletic trainer that i saw on the bench too that recognized me <laughs> yeah and I thought that was pretty damn cool and you're like what in the hell is that Most guy beautiful doing? person on the bench <laughs> he saw me try to we always him. we always no, keep an eye out for you yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure i had jeff last year a couple times behind me on the glass i'm pretty sure we yeah, did if i remember true. correctly <laughs> yeah at one point i remember you tossed up one of the uh the ammonia smelling salt tabs Oh yeah, and, uh, got us real. I tell you what, on a Sunday afternoon, I think that game was. Dude. It'll get you fired you up. right up, dude. That's uh, when AJ brings us to the fucking skates. Oh man, I always hit him up for one like at the beginning of the game. Like, hey man, let me get one of those. Ah yeah, yeah. they they're addicting. I've never done a smelling salt. It's a game changer. I highly yeah, I highly recommend it. Especially you know when you're I'm going to shout out the guys over at Ward Smelling Salts because they've they've been really cool and we've reached out to them a couple times. Uh, I'm going to get a bottle and next time we do a live recording, I'm going to bring it and we're going to let all Patrick the, the bottles are worse. Man. <laughs> oh man, we put a little water to quote unquote activate and to the moon and not the business type of way. Get with AJ, man. He has the uh, the ones that the paramedics and EMTs use. Mm. Those will. Medical those are quite grade. pungent. 
I can't even imagine the medical Quite ones. stings the you nostrils. Have to, you have to, yeah, it's like Sex Panther for sure, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you got to hold it like out here, man. It's still, if you get too if you close, ever, man, you're just, you know. Yep. If you're ever, if you ever wonder what it feels like to be Elon Musk and have all the money in the world, just take a hit of that and you'll be like, oh my God, he feels this all you're the time. You're on top or at least like a Whoa. good 30 minutes, you're, you're, you're in one. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just let out a giant Ric Flair, like woo, like every time you do it. <laughs> all right so so to since you guys brought that up i will go into my next question here for the fans listening um you might have missed another podcast but i've never heard it so i want to hear it um what are some of y'all's pregame rituals? every player is very superstitious of what they do what are some of y'all's pregame rituals for y'all's games that y'all do hmm. and don't lie you, you, you i know you have a routine do not lie to me i know you have I, a routine I, I have a absolute set routine. So I leave my house a one hour prior to game time because it takes me 15 minutes to get to the rink, 45 minutes there. Like, I mean, there to like shit, get ready, you know, do what I need to do. Right. And so on the way there, I eat a sandwich and um, solid pregame meal. Uh, and then so we're. We're there at the game. I'm pulling, like, right when I turn onto um, Buckingham. Like, right when it turns from Buckingham to Centennial. And we're, I'm specifically talking about the Richardson Rink because it's where I play Friday nights. And then I um, turn on Song for the Dead by Queens of the Stone Age. Because right at that light where the intersection is, like, by the time I'm pulling into the rink, it's getting to the, like, towards the end of the song. And there's, like, this badass drum solo. And it's Dave Grohl because it's Queens of the Stone Age right. um, in that first album there. And it was, and it just gets me going. Like that is my, and then I take a Red Bull to chug like in the locker room because the sandwich got me really down. And now I needed that like backup that picked me up. So there you go. Absolutely love that. I, uh, I smell my shoulder pads. <clears throat> I smell my shoulder pads because that's the second thing that second most pungent smell in the world. Uh, nice. And uh, I always tell my goalie he's hot. I'm like, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. Uh, you you got to give the goalie love, man. You got to give the goalie. Let him know. You got to let him know. And and Matt, I know he always listens to these. He's a beauty. He went from like barely being able to skate, you know, bottom E league, and now he's like looking at like C league in like a year's time. The man lives, eats, and breathes playing Matt? goalie. Yeah, he's a psycho. I I love that guy. He's great. He is great. So. Always, you always tell your goalies that you love them. So I don't have a hockey pregame because I have yet to uh, really play in any formal capacity. Okay. I need to learn how to skate before I try and attempt to play again because I can't stop still. Hey, the first time went really well for someone who had never been on the ice. I'll I, give you that. I tried. <clears throat> but um, for golf and softball, I really don't have a pregame too much. Except when I get to the course and park, I got to have a SIG as soon as I get out of the car, Mm -hmm. go check in, and then another SIG on the first tee box. Softball, um, usual stretching, but got to have a beer or seltzer beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when I was playing football back in high school, I would go, you know, tape, tape my wrists up, go to the trainer, get my ankles taped up, and then... Um, blast whatever metal music I was listening to, but my senior year jacked pre-workout 
was very uh, prevalent. And that yeah. was before yeah. they ruined the formula, I think. Yep. So we would get the Gatorade bottles filled with halfway with water, two, sometimes three scoops of jacked, Oof. and finish that before the game, uh, before the game started. Of course, after that, you got to take a pregame shit and then uh, continue about our business. There you go. It was not healthy at all. Like we should have, <laughs> we could have had a heart attack at any any moment. You that were, was my that was my pregame. I just imagine Patrick Trump to a golf course and like, "Where's the first tee and what's the course record?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the record for the worst score ever shot here? <laughs> All right, so oh, man. that's a good one. That was a good one. And then I'm trying to think. So I'm just kind of curious for me. Like, um, I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but are you guys planning on doing any or trying to kind of maybe like Wichita or Tulsa or any road trips this year for the for the team? Or are you uh, just kind of waiting and seeing? I think realistically, Tulsa would be a, would be an easy trip. Mm-hmm. I, I saw the Foo Fighters there. My brother and I drove up to go see the Foo Fighters at BOK. Saw them, drove back. So I know it's yep. doable. Tulsa's so, a cool Tulsa's little what, downtown. Like four or five hours? About four and a half. Five. Yeah. Four and a half. yeah. If you're going to spend on who's driving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Plus <laughs> driving. Steve and I did the same thing for uh, Coldplay several years ago. So see, it's an easy, easy trip. Yeah. Like, it sucks on the way back, but as long as you have somebody else to drive with you, it's not too bad. Yeah. I would do, I would do Tulsa. Full disclosure, yeah, like, I passed out on the well, way back, well, so she had to finish it out. <laughs> but yeah, if that uh, if that bus just happens to find three open seats, maybe we'll make <laughs> a trip a little bit longer. <laughs> Look, I've got plenty of hours of vacation to burn, so just and I I know all the words to Kumbaya, so <laughs> I know the two chords for it too. So like, I can bring a guitar. I love can... that. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple card tricks. Like, uh, you guys like magic tricks? <laughs> I, I, brought get Crusto- I brought on crustables <laughs> yeah. for the trip. It actually might get you on the bus actually doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess my last question is, um, um, if you have seen the home schedule this year, I don't know if you guys have or haven't, or have you looked over it? Is there any particular weekend or any particular teams you're excited to come to town that we're playing? I mean, frantically I, I, looked up schedule. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. Obviously, it's always fun. Uh, you know, like you said, when when Kansas City's in town, um, I think it's going to be a little added, uh, you know, excitement because obviously Lamons uh, is back in the U.S. He's playing mm-hmm. with Kansas City, so it'll be good yeah. to see him back around. Yeah, for uh, sure. But as far as as new teams, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting because the Everblades won the Kelly the uh, the Kelly Cup I last year. And mm-hmm. it looks like they're going to be here later in the season. And obviously we want to keep, uh, what's his name? Alderati around. Uh, I think is, is that his name? I always, I'm still getting used to him. Alderati, you know, Alderati's coming to town off a, a major season with them. And I think obviously whenever you have a player that's, that's been, uh, that's been, you know, with a team previous there, there's always that one guy on the team where they're like, man, I, if, if I was on the other team, I'd, I'd knock him out. And so it's always good to see that. Uh, but yeah, those are those are my those are my two that I'm I'm looking forward to the most. I know there's one more on there. I don't know if the guys have seen it yet. Um, and if they don't mention it, I'll I'll throw it out as well. Uh, for me, it's going to be March 25th, I believe. I just had the schedule pulled up. Um, 
March 25th, which is a Saturday against the Idaho Steelheads. Yep. Of course, we are Stars fans, so seeing some of the younger guys in the system play against guys that we consider buddies, uh, that's always fun. So we'll definitely be planning to go that weekend. Awesome. And I'm hoping Jason sees these guys towards the end of the schedule because uh, they may have the coolest logo and team name in the ECHL. Hold on, I'm almost there. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it's, they're, they're an expansion team. I don't want to give the name away because I want Jason to see it because I know Jason's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to see Damn those guys. Come on. <laughs> All right, we're having technical difficulties. We'll I just got to March on the schedule. <laughs> it's right after March. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Where are these guys from? Who are the I Ghost think... Pirates? <laughs> Savannah Ghost Pirates. Savannah, Georgia. That's wow. it. All right. That's the one. They are yes, literally the mascot is. The mascot is a ghost pirate. I am it there. Is. Please tell me they have bits like the Savannah Bananas. Oh, man, that'd be hilarious. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, they just, oh, I don't, like their mascot's Casper. Like It does look like Casper with a with a pirate's hat and a hockey stick. Yeah. That's, I mean, that. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. April eighth, count me in. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we, we've got some, we've got some dates that we'll definitely be around for. But I'm. Uh, what about you? What's what's the one that sticks out to you? Is it the, is it the Ghost Pirates coming to town for the first time ever? I think it's always cool to have expansion teams come to town, um, just because like it's a new team. It's new. It's new. It's. I really think we did a very good job this year. We have a lot of parity in our schedule this year. Um, you know, obviously we have our division foes, but we're bringing in a lot of teams. Like we're bringing in. You know, the Defending Kelly Cup chance with the Florida Everblades. You're bringing in Fort Wayne. They're coming here for, for, for three. Um, and obviously with Savannah coming in, they're, they're coming in town as well, along with our division foes. So it's um, – I'm very excited about, you know, just seeing different teams and having them come and get the Texas experience as well. You know, a lot of teams come here and they, and they, and they enjoy the Texas experience when they come here. So – yeah, so I, I think you know, I'm, I'm those three are definitely you know exciting because you know I, I we, we I've never personally you know played Florida um, in my career here, um, and um, and obviously not Savannah because this is their first year in, in the league. So um, those are going to be some really really fun weekends along with all the other ones that we have. But those are going to be some fun weekends to welcome some new teams uh, in the out. It's going to be yeah because the Everblades coming to town uh, in February. Looks yep, like. those will be. Those will be good games. I mean, they're all going to be great games. It'll just be it'll be good to get back in the rink, yep. see the Americans live there in Allen, the Credit Union of Texas Event Center. Get your tickets; they're going to go fast. I'm telling you. I'm hoping so, man. This team deserves to sell out on a nightly basis. The front office has done a phenomenal job. Um, you know, from top to bottom, the revamp that this team has been going through in the off season is really exciting. Gives a whole lot of reason to be excited about as an Americans fan. Uh, but dudes. You did it. The first ever three-time Wada Hockey guest. Mount Rushmore belongs to you right now and you alone. You know we always have our sign-offs. So first and foremost, we want to say thank you for coming on again. I know it's been a while since we've had you on, and I know a lot of people have been asking about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, uh, you know, we were just super excited to get you back on. So what's, what's your sign-off? What's a quick message to the Americans fans going into this next season? What can we leave them with? 
be excited. There, there is no other way I can describe this. It's, it's what we've done, the front office, all the way down from our executives to our ticketing departments, from our sponsorship department, to our social media and marketing department, to our foundation. And it's everything is looking up in such a one, like things are going so well right now. And it's such a good time to be a part of this organization, to be, to be a part of this. And, you know, Kosti is working his, is working very hard to put a very good product on the ice that the fans are going to really enjoy from what I've seen. And it's just an exciting time to be a part of it. And we want everybody and anybody, whether you're a hockey fan or not, um, if, you, if you've been with us for all 14 years or it's your first year, come enjoy it. Come and have a great time. It's a good, fun family experience, you know, and we have a lot of fun teams coming to town this year. We have a very good schedule and, you know, a lot of fun Friday, Saturday games. So, Get your tickets now while you can because they're going to be going fast. Be sure to call the front office and everything and make sure to get your tickets while you can. They're always on standby. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just th th this is going to be a fun year um, for the Allen Americans. And I am so excited for it to start. And, and I, I know you guys are as well. The fans should be very excited um, about what's to come this year. So um, it's going to be a good year. And, and go red, baby. There it is. The sign-off that we needed. Well, that being said, we're going to put a wrap on this one the first three time. Dudes, thank you again. Patrick, let them know. We'll call it a day. Stay sassy, always. And uh, stay moist. I love how you forget about it and then it comes back. Just playing with our emotions. <laughs> and don't, for any reason at all, even if Canada doesn't sell Uncrustables yet, forget your permit tattoos. That's going to line up, but I didn't hit the button soon enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.